Shri Gauri Vaishnav Guru Parampara ki jai. Shri Advaita Saptami ki jai. Madhuban ki jai. Haudarya ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanande. Today is the Advaita Saptami, appearance day of Advaita Charja. Seventh day after the new moon, seven days before the full moon. Hmm. So we're gathered here at Madhavan, the Lotus Feet of Shishi Daoji Gopal. Hmm. And we'll say a few words about the significance of Advaita Charja and his appearance in the world. <clears throat> there are two verses in Chaitanya Charitamrita composed by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami that appear in his Mangalacharana, or suspicious invocation, his preface, if you will, to his book, the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And two among fourteen, and, and these two define, uh, explain the person of Adhikacharya in terms of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami's position. There's a book by a scholar that's recently come out called The Final Word, and it's a book about Chaitanya Charitamrita being the, f- the final word in terms of the theologizing of the significance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his appearance in the world, which was something that was going on for some time in the midst of his descent and some years afterwards trying to sort out what it was all about. The Goswami, Sri Rupa Jiva Goswami and so forth were, of course, the principal players in this who came to uh, really definitively make the case for what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's advent was about, tying him into all the sacred texts, explaining him in the context of, of them and so forth. And Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami's Chaitanya Charjami is very faithful to the Goswami's um, understanding of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There are, uh, were and continue to be different sects that would, that are considered unorthodox to tie themselves to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, unorthodox from the Gaudiya Vaishnava point of view. So it g- gives you some idea how they're, um, the necessity of this, and the task of Krishnas. Indeed, some people, even on the basis of Chaitanya Charjamrita, which is the final word, interpret in a particular way, make unorthodox uh, lineages uh, um, um, that um, claim to be tied to, affiliated with, uh, uh, originating from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So with regard to the verses glorifying Advaita Charya in, if you will, the final word of the of theology, is this kind of Chaitanya Charjamrita, the Bible of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Um, Krishna describes Advaita in a particular way in what might be thought of as a conservative way in terms of some other books that came out later on about Advaita that sought to um, cast him in a more a different more rasic and higher light and so forth but today we'll speak from the authoritative Chaitanya Charitamrita in these two verses um, in which Krishna Goswami 
describes him. They are not unflattering by any means, and I don't see personally the need to to the kind of flattery, if you will, an extension that uh, some have indulged in with regard to the internal reality of Advaita and his participation in different leelas and so on and so forth. He is Mahavishnu. Hmm? Just went off, so reconnect it. It's not your fault. No. Try again. Seems connected. There you go. So I saw that you guys got disconnected, so you didn't miss anything. Are you still there? We could. How's that? Is that better? Hello? Well, there's a huge glare from behind you. Oh, that's decent. Yeah. Put it on this side then. Maybe this will work. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah, that's the best. Okay. There. Okay. So, to be Mahavishnu is no, as I say, small thing. Mahavishnu Jagatkarta. This is the first verse of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami. And these two verses. I'll speak mostly on this first verse. They are all, uh, they're both explained extensively in the sixth chapter of the Adi Leela. So they appear in the Mangala Charan, which is in the first chapter, the preface, the auspicious invocation, as I say, and then they are explained in the sixth chapter. So, first verse, Mahavishnu Jagatkarta. Mayaya Srijati Adha Tasyabhatare Vayam Adhita Charjam. So, Krishna's Kaviras Goswami has identified Advaita Charja with the Ishwara. Here, Ishwara refers to, Ishwara means the controller. This is a, an appropriate term or word to describe the position of Mahavishnu, Mahavishnu Jagatkarta. Who, Jagat means the world, so Mahavishnu Jagat Karta. Karta means who does, who does the world. He does the world. Maya Yasrijati Adha. With the help of the Maya Shakti, Srijati Adha, it's, it comes into being. Sri, it, it, this means the Shristi Leela. Hmm? It's a kind of Leela. Shristi Srijati Adha, the creation Leela. Of course, in, in Hinduism and Gaudi Vaishnavism and Vedanta, there's no creation in the sense that something is made out of nothing. Whatever exists, exists. Whatever doesn't exist will not ever exist. So, not, uh, there's no creation in that sense, in the biblical sense. What is the Latin for that? Uh, 
ex nihilo, something mm -hmm. coming out of nothing. Hmm. Um, but the world does come and go. Bhutva bhutva, as Krishna says in the Gita, bhutva bhutva paliyate. It's coming and going again and again. So each cycle of manifestation of the world is new. Hmm? Um, but it's dealing with something that's been there forever. Hmm? The karma of the jivas, anadi karma, the jivas, the elements of the world, and so on and so forth. So this is um, this is the Leela of Vishnu, who who is referred to here as Ishwar, Advaita Charjam Ishwaram. Ishwar, as I say, is a fitting word for Mahavishnu and his work of the world. It's a controlling of the world. Krishna, by contrast, is better characterized by being controlled. Hmm? The whole idea of the manifestation of Krishna, this particular expression of the Godhead, is what? Is one in which the Godhead is controlled by the love of his devotees. Therefore, he's suckling the breast of Jashoda, Jashoda Nandana, Shamsundara, Nanda Nandana, hmm? uh, and so forth. Um, uh, he is. Um, Uh, he is uh, at the in the hands of his devotees. So he he's conquered by Prem. Ajita Jitopi Apitraistilokyam. He who is Ajita becomes Jita. So to refer to him as a controller is not wrong, but as the Ishvar, uh, but it refers more to in a sense, that aspect of himself which is involved in controlling the world, which, which he manifests but gets out of control, so to speak. Hmm? So freedom that the jivas have to some extent, will, uh, is, is um, just enough rope to hang yourself, so to speak. Uh, how we use it, this is, this is everything. Uh, this determines our, our situation. And uh, but the fact that the, that the Mahavishnu gives us the freedom cannot be faulted for that. The fact that we create problems, difficulties, there is evil in the world, and so forth and so on. Uh, and it's our fault because we have free will. But he gives us the free will, so the idea being, therefore, it's his fault is not a very good understanding of the situation because without giving us the free will, then what are we in the first place? Hmm. Yeah. What is the meaning of our existence if we have no will, no choice? Hmm. We're an ana inanimate object only. So this is the this is the greatest gift, if you will, that kind of freedom. And of course, love must be is a, is a, is based on freedom, a choice, and uh, it's not a force thing. It's not a law, so on and so forth. So. While there are laws to the world, while the, the, the uh, Mahavishnu is the controller of it, and so on and so forth, uh, he's trying to control it, keep it from getting too far out of out of control. It has a purpose, in a sense. Its purpose is to give the jivas, the jivas that manifest from him, the opportunity to meet their maker and more. Hmm? Their maker being the Mahavishnu, who is described 
throughout the scriptures, everywhere, from the Upanishads to the Gita, Bhagavatam, Puranas, and so forth, who described who the Vishnu, Mahavishnu, out of Lokavatu Lilakailalyam, out of joy, expresses himself as many. The one becomes many. So we are the many, he is the one. Again, what is the relationship? Babru? Between the one what are this what did the Shruti say? The relationship between the one and the many. Chaitanam. Oh yeah, Nityo Nityanam, Chaitanas Chaitanam. There are many um, uh, living entities, many um, conscious entities, uh, many uh, eternal entities, but there is one that um, controls them all. Yes. Eko Bahunam Yovadati Kamam. Chetas Chetananam. Chetas Chetananam. So there is an eternal and there are many eternals. There's the one eternal and there are many. What is the relationship between the two? Eko Bahunam Yovadati Kamam. The one maintains the many. The one controls the many. So the one becomes many. For what reason? Out of joy. Hmm? But the many being small, not like the one who is the maintainer, in, 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 in proximity to material nature, get themselves in difficulty. Hmm? And so the, so the one uh, tries to orchestrate the situation that they'll best be facilitated to, to say, meet their maker, and more. And for this reason, then, we have avatara, the descent. This Mahavishnu is the original avatar. And through the Mahavishnu, so many avatars come to the world. And why are they coming? Coming to, for the jivas. To give them opportunity to, as I say, meet their maker, and in the case of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, more. Krishna is the more, if you will, that Mahavishnu is the part of, and the form Mahavishnu of Krishna is the form of Krishna in which uh, this, uh, for whom this word controller is more appropriate. He's the controller hmm? of something out of uh, control, something, that, something that's, uh, that's, that's that's problematic potentially. Hmm? Krishna's life is out of control also, but that's a good thing. Hmm? He's out of control. He's completely lost under the influence of the love of his devotees. Hmm? So, Dvaita Charja, Ishwaraha. He's the Ishwar, he's Mahavishnu, Jagatkarta. He's the controller, the Mahavishnu, who makes the world, maker of the world. Uh, uh, maya yeah, in conjunction with Maya, his Shakti. Hmm? Um, he it is described in Bhagavatam that this this Shakti is doesn't get too close to Vishnu. What to speak of Krishna? Hmm? It doesn't get too close. But it but in the Vishnu Lila, if you will, the Shristi Lila, there is some uh, functioning. Some, uh, some, some connection between Vishnu and Maya. The connection is 
Saikshita, glancing. It said in the Bible, if you glance at a woman, then we're talking about a man, then you've gone there. Hmm? Something like that. So, Mahavishnu glances at the Maya, and by his glance, he goes there. And we are the many through the glancing, poetically speaking, glancing by which he goes there in small form. Hmm? So, remember, ours is the document of Bed Abed. So, we are one with Vishnu. We are Vishnu. <laughs> and we're not Vishnu at the same time. Hmm? So, he goes there in this form. Hmm? And it becomes problematic. And to resolve the problem and be the, the how you say, the, 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 the um, munificent, magnanimous, compassionate savior, hmm? so many, through so many, he makes so many descents, avatar, to the world, teach the Vedas, to exemplify the, the Dharma, and so on and so forth. Hmm? Krishna, on the other hand, of course, he doesn't consort with Maya. Well, Vishnu doesn't either, but Maya is said in the Bhagavatam, as I was mentioning, to be ashamed of her position of chaining down the living entities, so to speak, punishing them, so to speak, uh, being, the, being the, the prison house of them, in, in a sense. Um, she, on account of that, she doesn't go. That's her service, but she doesn't. she's afraid to go before him. The implication is that Vishnu never becomes, Maya never takes precedence over Vishnu. Hmm? She keeps at a distance. Hmm? But she's closer to Vishnu than to Krishna. Vishnu who glances over her and through the many that he, that he, that he expresses himself as, hmm? um, who enter within her, become implicated under her influence because of the smallness and size. Hmm? He, they, she can never take precedence over him, but, they, but she can over the Jeevas. And he then seeks to remedy the situation. So there is a point, one point here is there is a Maya Shakti, there is the Jiva Shakti, there is Mahavishnu, and this is how they interact. We can't ask, why is there a Maya Shakti? I guess we could. We could say, well, it's for the play of Vishnu, that Vishnu can become the savior. If God is everything, he must be a savior also. So we find that this um, savior role is uh, largely played by Mahavishnu, who has great compassion for the jivas in the world. He kind of set up the situation. He sees the difficulty. He's in greater prox- proximity to the Maya Shakti. What is Krishna's position? Krishna is completely, as I say, completely conquered by the love of his devotees. His own Swarup Shakti, his internal energy, is completely covering his Ishwar Bhav, hmm? the Bhav of the controller, practically. Hmm? And, um, and so Brahman, the Absolute, has become the plaything in the hands of his friends. Hmm? Sridham defeating Krishna in, 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 in mock fighting, and Yudhavira, hmm? even Balaram he's defeating with one stick, he said. With one small stick, I can, he told Badrasen, I can defeat Balaram. What, is, what speak of you? I could defeat ten Balarams. What is your position? Hmm? This way they argue with one another. They, this is called Yudhavira. It's a, it's a, it's a, 
secondary rasa that is very much part of the sakyarasa, the friendly love of Krishna. And that friendly love is based on equality. Hmm? Pranaya. Equality. Hmm? Pranaya is the root. They see no difference between Krishna and himself. Krishna is, we're equals. It's something. So, what does speak that? And we go to Vatsalya Rasa and we find Karunya Rasa. Where is the compassion in Krishna Leela? It's in Mother Yashoda for her son. Hmm? Mahavishnu is showing compassion to the jivas. Hmm? And Mother Yasoda is the soul that's showing compassion to Krishna. Hmm? Karunya. So this Krishna Leela, Krishna, the Absolute is absorbed under the influence of his Harup Shakti, personified hmm? as his different uh, uh, parikars, the eternal associates, in whose bhava, in the wake of whose bhava, ecstasy and love, we, we follow through the Guru Parampara. This opportunity has come to us by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Go to that land that is so far from Maya. <laughs> so far from Maya. There Krishna is completely absorbed under the influence of his Sarup Shakti, his Antaranga Shakti, that Bahiranga Shakti, that outer energy, that, that separate energy, material energy. How could it have any influence there? Hmm? Impossible. Mahavishnu, on the other hand, as we're explaining, is in closer proximity to the material world. He's the controller of that, Maya Shakti. In conjunction with the Maya Shakti, the world is created. And a certain type of jiva is manifest for Mahavishnu. We call that Nityabhadha. One who is wrapped up under the influence of material nature from a time without beginning. But one who can come out from under that influence. This is the realm, the region. Krishna's region is Golok. Narayan and the Paravyoma by Kunta, this is his region. He's got his parikars, his associates, his play and so forth. As we come down a little further, we find Mahavishnu. Mahavishnu deals with the Maya Shakti. So that's his, under his jurisdiction. So if he's to manifest jivas... Just like there, Bhaktivinotakura uh, explains that Baladeva expands uh, souls for the Leela in Goloka. Mm-hmm. Mahasankarshan manifests souls in Baikuntha for that particular type of Leela. We come to Mahavishnu. So they're all doing Leela. Hmm? That means God has nothing to do. Leela means play. If you have play, if you only play, it means you have nothing you have to do, right? You do what you want to do. This is the life of God carefree. And of course, the implication is for us, our lives can be carefree also if we enter into his leela. Hmm? If we kind of go with the go with the current, right? Hmm? We're working against the current, so we're working. We're working and we're getting nowhere. <laughs> we're working and we're getting further into debt only. Hmm? Leela is not only out of debt, but it has money to spend. Hmm? So, the Bhagwan, the Godhead, only performs Leela. Mahavishnu is no different. Leelas are different, and they're different largely relative to the influence of Shakti. To what extent this, this Swarup Shakti is manifest in Vaikuntha, to what extent in Goloka, we see the difference then in the Leela. There's some majesty in, Golo, in, 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 um, in Vaikuntha, 
there's Madhurya and Goloka. Then we come to Mahavishnu. His, his realm here is in relation to the Maya Shakti. So he's going to play, and you don't play by yourself. That's not so much fun. So with the many, the one becomes many for play. But because of the Maya Shakti, the play becomes problematic. So Mahavishnu is the Ishwar. He's closer to the material energy. And he, and he manifests the Badajiv, who developed uh, who, whose life becomes problematic, which gives Mahavishnu and the Godhead thereby, in the form of Mahavishnu, the opportunity to be the uh, savior. Yes, Krishna is the savior, but again, as I'm mentioning, Krishna is absorbed under the influence of his Swarup Shakti in the form of Yashoda's love, Nandamarsha's love, Subal's love, Radha's love. Hmm? And Absorbed in that, the expression of compassion becomes problematic. Because when we are aware of someone's suffering, which largely derives from having experienced it ourselves, we are in a better position to show compassion. Amavishnu doesn't suffer. But he's closer to the plight of the jivas. So we find in Mahavishnu a greater manifestation of this compassion. There's a place for it. Again, in Goloka, the elders show compassion to Krishna. This is called Karunya Rasa. Um, what's another name for that? Mercy. Parents show you know, kindness. and It's the pathetic Rasa. In other words, they feel empathy. So, uh, not as much place for Krishna to feel that. But for Mahavishnu then, in the context of the Shristi Lila, there's so much room for compassion. Look at our plight. We may, you may, we may be taught metaphysically that we're not really suffering, but we say, but it sure feels like we are. <laughs> and he sympathizes with that. Hmm? So, this Mahavishnu is supremely compassionate. Hmm? Such is the position of the Dvaita. Hmm? Filled with compassion, what did Dvaita do? In the context of the, the verse explains that this, this uh, Advaita is an, is an Angsa. Uh, Kaviraj Goswami, speaking about it, even re- refers to another verse in Bhagavatam where um, this Mahavishnu um, is considered the Anga. Of Krishna, Brahma is speaking. The Brahma Vimohanalila, Brahma saw Krishna manifest innumerable universes with innumerable uh, uh, Brahmas and Shivas and Vishnus and Narayans, innumerable Narayans coming from him. Hmm. Um, and so when it was all over, Brahma's praising Krishna and he says, So this Mahavishnu is your Anga, you know, he's my source. Is your anga? It's an important verse, and we'll develop this further. But Krishna's Kaviraj uses it in a nice way. But he says, "I don't want to use the word amsa here. I'll use the word anga because it expresses more intimacy." He wants to say, "This form of Mahavishnu, this kind of special anga of Mahavishnu that is a dvaita, hmm, 
is that descends into the material world as an avatar himself is is kind of like the very compassion of Mahavishnu personified. In the context of the Leela, Advaita was the leader of the Vaishnavas in Nadia, holding Sankirtan and so forth. And, uh, and he found that the people were not receptive. They weren't taking to the Yuga Dharma. The Yuga Dharma, the Dharma that, the, of, the, of, the, of the age, of the millennia, that's best recommended, that's most efficacious and so forth, corresponds with the Yuga Avatar, the descent of Bhagavan that, that, that um, is uh, honed or custom-made you know, just for the, for the Yuga, to teach, personify, and teach the, the Dharma for that Yuga. This is all the work of Mahavishnu. Hmm? For every Yuga, he has a Yuga Avatar that comes from him, custom-made, if you will, uh, of course it's eternal, not made at any time, but... Uh, tailored just for the yuga to teach the yuga dharma. Hmm? This is the business of Advaita, of, of Mahavishnu. Hmm? He's, he, the abata, yuga avatar comes from him. Hmm? So, uh, Advaita is doing Sankirtan in Nadi in Shantipur and the people are not participating, not taking it up. They're engaged in dry logic and so forth. Nadi was a place of of uh, logic and debate and so forth, and it was materialistically oriented at the time. And Dwayta took uh, felt great uh, frustration with this, some anger at the jivas hmm? in Nadia, knowing the nature of the place. Nadia is this is Gupta Vrindavan, hidden Vrindavan is the place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so forth, hmm? where Krishna takes the takes the Ashrayalambana, the position of the Ashrayalambana, rather than the Vishayalambana. It becomes the, the, the shelter of, the, of, of, of love, rather than the object of love in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is all, of course, to take place. And Dwayta has a big part in it. So he's seeing the abuse of the Dham, he's seeing the, the, the neglect of the Yuga Dharma. Hmm? So he becomes angry. That anger is, is his... The, the measure, if you will, of his compassion. Can I tolerate this? Hmm? So I want to make a, a, a resolution. But the extent to which the Kali Yuga has, uh, the, the, has the upper hand, so to speak, and the Dharma is being suppressed by the influence of the time hmm? is considerable. So Advaita thinks that I need to caused a yuga avatar to come that's very powerful, that's extremely special. In fact, I'm feeling that although I'm the source of the different yuga avatars in this particular Kali Yuga, I need Krishna himself to come hmm, and perform the role of the yuga avatar. So Dwaita is focused on this aspect, one of the two, two aspects of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the yuga avatar aspect, the compassionate Aspect. Of course, the compassion reaches its height in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Why? I'm saying it reaches its height in Advaita, but why now am I saying it reaches its height in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Because he is the Yuga Avatar. He is Krishna who is coming in the form of the Yuga Avatar, compassionate, therefore showing compassion, teaching the Dharma by his own example. He took sannyas and taught the ways of bhakti and and so on and so forth. He gave the Siksha to Rupa, Sanatana, and 
and so on. But why Rupa Goswami is called a Mahavanyaya avatar? This is Krishna then. Gaur Hari is Krishna himself. I said Krishna is not the most perfect example of compassion. Mahavishnu is perhaps better conceived of like that. This is then an aspect of Mahavishnu that's contained within Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Yuga avatar. Um, but there's more to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. What, and that more is what? Is that in the context of appearing in the world as the Yuga avatar and teaching the Yuga Dharma, though he is giving more than one would ordinarily get as a result of following the Yuga Dharma, which would be deliverance from material existence, entered by Kunta. Hmm? Deliverance from the negative, salvation. Hmm? What is the more? Prem, Prayojan. Hmm? And the highest reaches of Prem. That Krishna, as I described earlier, is, is involved in, particularly the, 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 the love of Radha for him. He's involved in that. He is trying to understand that under the influence of his own Sarup Shakti. He's trying to experience the measure of Radha's love for him. He's the king of love, Rasika Shekhar. Hmm? But he sees in her and in her handmaidens a measure of love that exceeds anything in his own experience, which causes some kind of then uh, existential crisis, and the crafty Krishna, of course, finds a way to try to um, experience that love by appearing as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's the internal side of what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is to send us about. So the external side is what Advaita called him for, the Yuga Dharma. But here in the context of the teaching the Yuga Dharma, in the context of our applying ourselves in relation to the Yuga Dharma and Sankirtan, then this other inner aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu becomes accessible to us. So this is the more, salvation and more. Therefore, he's Mahabhadha Nyaya Avatar. Pujapad Bhakti Rakshak Sridhadev Goswami put it uh, something like this, that if you give the highest thing to the most qualified people, that's one thing. If you give the highest thing to the most unqualified people, that's another. That is Mahabhadanaya. That is the compassion to the extreme. So here we find Krishna is the most compassionate, actually, in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? The full compassion of Advaita, the Jeevas, is fully present in him. Hmm? And because he is Krishna himself, internally pursuing the love of Radha for himself and wanting to taste that and so forth, inadvertently, so to speak, as a byproduct of the Yuga Dharma, the jivas gain access to this. So then we go back to Advaita and we think, well, we can look, he's most compassionate because he brought Krishna. His call brought him to the world, made him available. He insisted that we need a huge, a mega solution to to, to the problem, not just an ordinary yuga avatar, but Krishna himself. Hmm. So, this is the position of Advaita. Hmm. Uh, and he, again, is the external cause for the descent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. What did he do? Deciding that uh, a special descent of Sri Krishna himself was required to remedy the situation, he worshipped Krishna with what? 
all types of valuable things, right? No. Yes and no. What is valuable? He worshipped Krishna with the water from the Ganga. Hmm? And the, the, the leaf and the bud from the Tulsi plant. He, 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 this is the puja that he performed. What does Krishna say in the Gita? Patram pushpam phalam toyam yome bhakti prayatati tadaham bhakti paritam asnami prayatatmanaha Krishna is in this verse, the ninth chapter of the Gita, is speaking about Shuddha Bhakti, pure devotion, Ananya Bhakti, unalloyed devotion. This is the main subject of the chapter. The chapter speaks about it directly and indirectly. This is a verse where it speaks about it directly. Therefore, twice in the verse we find Bhakti mentioned. Those who offer with a, with fruit and a fruit, a flower, water with Bhakti. To those who, who do this with devotion, with bhakti, then ashnami prayatatmana. I eat the flower. Normally we don't eat the flowers, but he says, I'll eat the flower. You know the story of, of uh, Vidura's wife. Krishna came to Hastinapur, uh, apparently on the invitation of uh, Duryodhana. Duryodhana arranged a huge feast, royal feast, trumpeters and chanters and so forth. When Krishna arrived in Hastinapur, he ignored the whole procession and the whole arrangement, the whole feast, and went to the house of Vidura. And there, Vidura wasn't home, his wife was there, and Krishna said, I'm hungry, feed me, I've come all this way. She said, I don't have anything. He said, well, there's some bananas there. Oh, you know, she's thinking, banana? bananas are everywhere. I mean, here, they're everywhere, right? Here in Madhuvan, we've got bananas growing everywhere. It's no big thing to offer somebody a banana. Hmm? But that's all she had. Krishna was ready to accept the banana. And more than that, right? In her devotion, in her ecstasy, Krishna's in my house. Hmm? He's ignored the whole arrangement of King Duryodhana and, you know, and all the, the, with all, well, all the that money could buy arrangement. Hmm? He's in my house. He's telling me to offer bananas. I can't believe it. She peeled the bananas in her ecstasy she was confused by her ecstasy. She was throwing away the bananas and offering Krishna the peel. He said, give me more. Eating peel after peel after peel. <laughs> so the news went around town that Krishna came, but he ignored everything. He went to the house of Vidura. So off went Vidura with Narada. And uh, Vidura said, it's absolutely amazing that Krishna's in my house and uh, you know he's eating bananas and... Vidura says, well, he's eating the peel. Krishna says, he's eating the peel. That's the ama- really amazing thing. So, so what does he eat then? What does God eat? God eats the bhakti, the devotion. And the element that we offer is only symbolic in, in a sense. The less devotion we have, the more money we've got to spend. Hmm? <laughs> less devotion to Krishna means we have more attachments. Hmm? Therefore, we need more money to maintain our attachments. Therefore, we should give our money. That's us, extension of ourselves. And when we give enough of that, then, then the heart can come out. And we say, I have no money left. All the better. Now you're, now you're a Sharanagata. Now you have nothing. Now you can give me what I really need. What does Krishna really need? He's the man who has everything. 
But as we've already discussed, there's one thing he's missing. He's given his heart to Yashoda. He's given his heart to Subal. He's given his heart to Radha, Lalita Saki, Vishaka, to Rupa Manjari. He's given his heart to them entirely. He's a plaything in their hands. So what does he need? He needs a heart. We can give him ours. This is Shuddha Bhakti. In this verse of Gita, this is what Krishna is talking about. Give me your heart. He says, Patram Pushpam Palam Toyam. Give me water, fruit, flour. This means like at Madhavan, give me a banana. Hmm? They're everywhere. Hmm? He doesn't want a banana. He wants our heart. Yeah. So, Advaita showed this example. With Tulsi, and he's living on the bank of the Ganges. So, how hard is it to get the Ganga Jal? It might be hard for us with it. Yeah, we've got to go all the way to Ganga, India, get the, a bottle of Ganges water, come back and worship him. <laughs> But the way is living on the banks of the of the of the Ganga, so and Tulsi is growing everywhere. Hmm? So take the Tulsi leaf, the Tulsi bud, the manjari, the flower, and the Ganga jal enough of this means. He offered to Krishna in Shuddha Bhakti, pure devotion. He had a petition for Krishna with a heart full of compassion. Hmm? How much we are indebted to Advaita. He roared like a, like a great lion. You can imagine it could be the roar of Mahavishnu. <laughs> like, the, like the howler monkeys at five in the morning here. You can't help but hear them. Hmm? Everywhere. It goes throughout the forest. So he roared like this. Hmm? And Krishna responded. Hmm? Somehow it pierced the, if you will, the Goloka. Hmm? The, the, the Krishna absorbed in Madhurya. Hmm? heard the call of Advaita appealing to him in terms of his being an Ishwara, that aspect of him, and, and doing the Yuga Dharma. Hmm? Krishna's lost in the love of his devotees, but it doesn't mean he lost his position as the supreme Ishwara. He is the supreme Ishwara, the supreme controller. Of course, he controls everything by love, by affection, by charm, and so forth. But in that sense, he's the supreme Ishwara. Hmm? But he, he, he's omniscient, and he has that. He's lost in love, but he's omniscient at the same time. The omniscience is pressed, suppressed and put in the background so that the love can be expressed, but it's not doesn't disappear. Hmm? So with sincere prayer, then he can be brought out of that love, if you will, to an extent, hmm? and tend to our necessity, which is on such a lower level, than the necessity of Radha, for example. But our necessity is not separate from her either. It's in connection with her. She is a Ladini Shakti. She is Bhakti Devi. We want to follow in, in Bhakti Devi's footsteps. But to bring him out of her, her, her grasp, so to speak, forgetting who he is, that takes some pretty strong sadhana. So what was the sadhana? What was the bhakti? What was the devotion of Advaita to do that? And make him attentive to our kind of necessity. Hmm? We have a necessity for bhakti. It's not our right. It's a gracious grant. We're waiting for the grant. We're doing sadhana bhakti. We're waiting to be blessed with bhava bhakti. Hmm? So we're devotees in waiting. So to speak, they may look like that. 
So, what kind of sadhana do we have to do? We have to do sadhana like, exemplified like that of Advaita. It will bring that side of him to pay attention to us, and as a byproduct of that, the higher side will become accessible to us as well. So, Advaita roared and did this kind of bhakti. Patram pushpam palam toyam yome bhakti prayachati. He gave his heart, a leaf and, a, and water he offered. And it said, for the, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, for this reason then, on the call of Advaita, which happened to correspond with his own existential crisis and quandary about the nature of Radha's love, caused Krishna to appear in the world. So what a debt we have to Advaita. What we, his position should not be neglected. In other words, to speak of him in terms of how Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami has described him is not to say, um, is not unflattering. Hmm? Others after Krishna's Kaviraj and the Advaita Paribar have, have tried to extend and say, oh, he's this, he's in Manjari also, and he has access to this. And We don't even need to go there. We'll stick with the final word of Chaitanya Charitamrita. We think this, is, this, will, this will be sufficient for us. Without a Advaita, at least... For the moment today, we'll take uh, what Krishna Das has said. It's a big thing about a big person. Mahabishnu big and big in compassion, big in devotion. We find in Krishna Leela also when Krishna appeared in the world, we find Mahavishnu wanted to have his darshan. Hmm? So Advaita himself as Mahavishnu, in his Leela, he also taught this point. What? The point that Krishna is attractive even to Vishnu. Ekala Ishwara Krishna Arsabhritya. Arsabhritya means Arsab. Everybody else, and everybody else, Ekala Ishwara Krishna. This is another way of talking about it. There's only one Ishwara, it's Krishna, one controller. Hmm? And Arsabhritya. Everyone else is Britya, a servant. There's one maintainer, everyone's a servant. Even the different avatars, it means. Hmm? I think this verse comes in the sixth chapter of Adi Lila describing um, Advaita Charge. Ekalishar Krishna Arsabhritya. Everyone's a servant. Krishna's to be served. This idea leads us to the to the to the philosophical conclusion of Srimad Bhagavatam. What? Krishna's too? Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is Swayam Bhagavan. In the Leela, when Krishna appeared in the world, even Vishnu wanted to have the darshan of Krishna. So he's so extraordinary. Apparently, ostensibly, he's my avatar. In reality, he's my source. And if you think I'm attractive, well, I'm attracted even to him. This is Leela in Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, when Arjun was approached by a Brahmin whose son was born and then disappeared. Then another son, then another son, then another son, and Arjun was a Chatriya, so he was supposed to be protecting the Brahmins. And the Brahmin said, What kind of Chatriya are you? My, I'm performing all the religious duties properly, but my sons are disappearing. It shouldn't be happening. So Arjun made a vow to go and find the sons, and he couldn't find them, of course. So Krishna said, Well, if you, Arjun had vowed, If I don't find him, I'll kill myself. I'll take my life. He couldn't find him. So 
Krishna wasn't allowed, about to let Arjuna take his life. He says, come with me. We'll go where you haven't gone. And there they went, says Bhagavatam describes, to the Vishnu planet within the world. And there Vishnu had all the sons. He said, I did this just to get Krishna and Arjuna's darshan personally. Uh, if I was to go down there personally, that would be, you know, too much for everybody. So I brought them here. I wanted to have the darshan. Jiva Goswami, of course, uses this as evidence that even Vishnu is attracted to Krishna. He wants to have the darshan of Krishna. Krishna's to Bhagavan. Swayam. Krishna's the source, even of Mahavishnu. Hmm? Even, he looks small, so how can Krishna be the source of Mahavishnu, who's big, where all the universes are coming from? But bigness, bigness is determined um, by the measure of love, by the measure of affection. Golok has the highest measure of love, therefore it's big, it's spacious, it's accommodating. Hmm? The material world is very, very small, selfish, narrow. Hmm? uncomfortable, hmm? confining. Hmm? The heart can't come out here. It's afraid to come out. Hmm? It's a mean place, so to speak. It's problematic. There in Goloka, it's only heart. Hmm? Whole, every form is a form of the heart, form of above. Hmm? This, is a, this, this body, the material body, is a form of our heart, but our heart covered over, a covered heart. There, the full... Heart is fully manifest. Heart means bhava, hmm? love. Hmm? All forms of love. Hmm? So, Advaita taught, Advaita brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And he taught throughout his life The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna himself, is worshipable by me. Hmm? I worshipped Krishna to bring him here. You are that same Krishna. He went to great lengths in his Leela, Advaita, to point out to everyone that I'm the servant also of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I'm the servant of Chaitanya, the servant of Chaitanya, the servant of servant of the servant of the servants of Chaitanya. Chaitanya Ardas, Chaitanya Ardas, Chaitanya. Something like that. <laughs> Dasanu Das. Hmm? The Dasya also of Advaita is very prominent, brought out in Acts 6 chapter. This is the in 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 Vaikuntha Dasya Bhakti. This is prominent. Advaita is speaking very beautifully there, from a bhava point of view, through the pen of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami about Dasya Bhakti. He points. He 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 gives verses citing the Sakya Rasa. He gives verses citing Madhurya Rasa. He he cites verses describing Vatsalya Rasa of Goloka. Hmm? Beautiful verses. And he says, just see, there's Dasya in all of them. Dasya is the basis of all of them. Dasya is the best. Hmm? So every devotee will think his is the best. There we find a way to say, Dasya Bhakti is the best. Hmm? Uh, all of these types of love, they're all just types of Dasya. This is the vision of Vaikuntha. Hmm? They also know something because sometimes about this because sometimes Narayan manifests the Gopal Leela. In Vaikuntha. It's a kind of a facsimile of the Goloka Leela. Hmm? And, uh, and so they have the vision of it and they think, yes, this is a nice kind of dasya. Or sometimes, it, sometimes Vishnu decides to play like this with his devotees. Hmm? But they're all dasya bhaktas. Hmm? Sometimes he, he allows to play like this, but just for a, for, for a moment <laughs> in eternity. Hmm? 
Otherwise, all the basis is all dasya. Dasya is this is the, this is how the Ramanus look. This is how the Madhvas will look. Hmm? Dasya bhakti is the supreme bhakti. Hmm? This is bhakti. These are all Vatsalya, Madhurya, so forth. These are all just kind of some, some embellishment, of, some flavor of Dasya for a moment, something like that. Hmm? So this comes out in Krishna's Kaviraj's rendering. Very beautiful way in which a devotee speaks about his or her own bhava as the best. And we can step back objectively, as Krishna's Kaviraj has in Chaitanya Charitamrita, and say, well, if we step away from bhava and we look at it objectively, we find that Madhurya bhava, Madhurya Rasa provides more intimacy, so we could say that's best. But he comes back from the buddy. But subjective subjective call is the ultimate here. Whatever love the devotee has that he or she cherishes, cherishes must be the way in which Bhagwan wants to accept love and service from him. So it must be the best. From Bhagwan's perspective and from the devotee's perspective. Hmm? So beautifully, at any rate, Advaita Charge speaks about Dasya Bhakti there in that sixth chapter. And throughout, as they say his Leela, he showed himself as the Chaitanya Das, as, as the servant of Krishna, even though he's Mahavishnu. Mahaprabhu was much younger than Advaita. Advaita was, practically speaking, older than Mahaprabhu's father, Jagannath Mishra. So in the terms of the Gaur Leela, then, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would have a respectful relationship with Advaita, who was also the disciple of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's guru's guru. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was initiated by Ishwar Puri. Ishwar Puri was initiated by Advaita, or by, excuse me, by Madhavendra Puri. Madhavendra Puri was the guru of Advaita. So, from a um, social perspective, and a religious perspective, the Brahmin family of Advaita, Mahaprabhu would show respect. Mahaprabhu was in a Brahmin family as well, but um, from a spiritual perspective, basic spiritual perspective, he's the Advaita is the disciple of the Param Guru of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu should show respect to him, age and so forth. So formerly he did that, but this frustrated Advaita no end, who wanted to teach this point. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. I'm Vishnu, and my position is, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an Anga, a limb of, of Krishna. He's the Angi, the body. The limb serves the body, not that the body serves the limb. Let's get it straight. He wanted to teach like this. Hmm? It is said in Chaitanya Charitamrita that some of the sons of Advaita deviated from Advaita. In other words, they wanted to say that Advaita is more important than, than, um, than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He rejected them. You can say it out of love for Advaita in the context of also loving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but not say it in a, in a way that um, serves to speak in a derogatory way about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Apparently this was the case. Those sons were rejected. See his position. His sons said, you're better than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is, uh, is, is not God, you're God. You're not, I disown you. You're written out of the inheritance, you cannot go to Baikuntha. Hmm? 
This is, this is a real family person. Family person is living and very dutifully taking care of all family relations and so forth. But inside the heart, all for Krishna. If the family should go against, immediately he shows. Who cares for the family? Write them out of the will, disown, who cares for them? <laughs> said, wow, what was he all about? All, he was very, very much nice, taking care of the family, doing everything dutifully, but inside, heart is living only for Krishna. As soon as the so-called dear ones go against that, he shows his heart. So Dvaita, he wanted to personally establish this, and he was having difficulty because of the reasons I've explained. Formally, for every, for every reason, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu should show respect to Advaita. So in one instance, of course, what did Advaita do? He came to teach bhakti, Advaita. He was giving Bhagavad Gita class in his home before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent, explaining bhakti, 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 over Gyan. And so when he couldn't find another means to establish his point, what did he do? He went to his home and began to teach Bhagavad Gita and teach that Gyan was superior to Bhakti. Bhagavatam, of course, teaches that what? That Bhakti can give Gyan. If you do Bhakti, you can get Gyan. But if you do Gyan, you can't get Bhakti. <laughs> bhakti gives Gyan, but Gyan doesn't give Bhakti. Anyway, so he taught the opposite. Hmm? He started teaching the verses differently than he'd ever taught them before. And so word came to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Advaita has started to teach that the Gita is teaching Gyan over Bhakti. So this is out- outraged Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, went to the house with Advaita and dragged him off the dais and crashed him on the, the old man on the floor. And Sita Takarani said, Oh, his wife, he's old, don't, uh, don't hurt him like that. And the wait is in ecstasy. Just see, now, hmm, who is the master and who is the servant? When the servant does something wrong, then, it, then the master chastises him. Haribol, I've been chastised by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. My point has been established. Krishna's too, Bhagavan Swayam. And you are that Krishna. Hmm? This way he, 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 he labored uh, to stress this point. And bringing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as he did, he showed great compassion to us. He governs over, so to speak, the, the Yuga Avatar aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The other aspect, we find him at least in Chaitanya Charitamrita offering respects to that, hmm? his internal side. He called him, what is, what, what, what is the example? He called him, as we've explained, with Ganga Jal, the water of the Ganga, and Tulsi flowers in his heart of bhakti. And in Puri, at a certain point, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spoke to Advaita and he, sa- he said to him, he said, uh, what do you think, more or less? He said, you called me here and I think my work is, is done. Hmm? Mahaprabhu's work began when he left the house of Sri Vastakura, where they were doing private kirtan. Only the internal devotees were allowed. He came out and brought the holy name and, the, and his, his, his kirtan, dharma, yuga dharma, to the people in general. 
people in general weren't taking advantage. So to help facilitate that distribution of the Yuga Dharma, he took sannyas, which meant he had left to leave home. He'd have to leave home. He had to leave Vrindavan. He had to leave Navadvip and go to the world. So he he went to South India. He traveled. He went across to Benares and so forth. And here he did outreach and preaching for a number of years. And then, as a result of that preaching, he's showing the way that in, her, in, her, in the context of doing the Yuga Dharma, that inner life that he is about started to manifest. And then he thought, my work in terms of establishing the Yuga Dharma is over, but I cannot do, stop, disengage from that without Advaita's permission and approval who has brought me here for that purpose. So, he approached Dwayta, and Dwayta said something in his, in his said, what is the need for rice in the market? Everyone's already full, something like that. Hmm? You've done it. In terms of why I called you here to establish the Yuga Dharma, it's been done. You've done it. Now be yourself. Now do, now, now do what else you've come here for. Hmm? We don't find Dwayta then participating in that. Mahabhava with Sarup Damodar, Ramananda Roy, hmm? And there he stops outreach, and for some years he's only absorbed internally. Practically speaking, he couldn't be talked talk to, except with different poetic verses that augmented his ecstasy, helped him to hone his ecstasy in his pursuit of the bhava of Radha. So when the Yuga Dharma was, he came for the Yuga Dharma on the call of Advaita. When that work was done, he got Advaita's permission. Hmm? And then he pursued the inner life. We don't want to say Advaita has no access to that inner life, but in the context of the Leela, then he offers some respect at a distance to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's life in the Gambira. Hmm? Life in a small room, six by eight, eight by eight stone room with no windows, something like that. So the big idea he had. Of love and the fact he could live in a small place and not feel confined. So, in this way, we all pay our respects to Advaita Puru on the day of his uh, appearance. He brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world. He brought the Yuga Dharma. He didn't bring just the Yuga Avatar, he brought Krishna himself to take the role of the Yuga Avatar, which results in a very special Yuga Dharma, Namsan Kirtan, at, um, by which we can get delivered, which is Mahavishnu's intention, and more, hmm? with emphasis on, on, uh, on the more. Shadvaita Charja Ki Jai. Shadvaita Shaptami Ki Jai. Sri Sri Dauji Gopal Ki Jai, Gaur Nityananda Ki Jai, Gaur Bhaktivinda Ki Jai, Gaur Premanande. Any question? Go ahead. Touched on like 
the importance of uh, the name Advaita and uh, like uh, I was wondering if you could explain the significance of his name. Who touched on it? Uh, Sankarshan Das. He was saying that um, he was named Advaita because he was like Krishna himself. He, there's a second verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita that describes Advaita. Advaita, Harina Advaita. Forget the rest, but Advaita, Harina Advaita. It's said that he is Advaita. Advaita, of course, is the name that's given to the philosophy of Shankar, non-dualism. Non, non it's a very kind of static non-dualism. Um, in which there's no possibility of interaction between the jiva and the and 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 the godhead. The godhead disappears, the jiva disappears, and there's some kind of non-dual knowledge in their idea. So some people reason, oh, he must have been called a dwaita because he was in the Advaita lineage and he was actually an Advaitan. This people like Professor Dimmick will reason like that. Must be the real reason. But the Chaitanya Charitamrita gives a different reason. It says he's called a Dvaita because, why? Because he's, he's, he's Mahavishnu and Mahavishnu is non-different from, um, from Krishna in the sense that he's the avatar. There's different... When we want to define something as non-different, non-dual, then there's three basic terms. Sajati obeyed, Vijati obeyed, and... Um, Swajati obeyed. So there's no internal difference. Sajati obeyed. There's no swajati obeyed. No difference between the the object and things of the same class, like two glasses of water. Hmm? And there's no vijati obeyed. No difference between the thing and something of a different class, a glass of water and uh, you know a, 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 a chair. Hmm? <laughs> So, with regard to Krishna, then we know that Krishna has avatars, hmm? but they're all Vishnu Tattva, so they're of the same class. Hmm? They're non-different from him. They're aspects of him. Certain aspects of Krishna manifest for particular devotees with particular love is what Ram is, hmm? for example. So, it's, he, Ram's not different from Krishna. Hmm? And Vishnu is not different from Krishna, but there's there uh, as much as the, uh, they're only constitutive of part of his 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 fullness. They're not independent. So in that way, Advaita is non-different from from Krishna. Advaita Harinadvaita. And he's an acharya. Verse describes he's also acharya because, as I explained, he taught very much as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by his example. Does that help? Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, there's another pastime that involves the name Advaita, the Sachi Mata. Talk about that a little bit. I think you must be referring to the Leela in which um, 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was giving praying to everybody and he refused to give it to Sachi and everybody thought, how can he not give it to his mother? That's impossible. Well, she's his mother. <laughs> Plus she's a great devotee. He said, oh no. I cannot give praying to offenders. He said, what? Sachi has made an offense? How can it be? Hmm? He said, yes. My brother, Vishvarup, under the influence of Advaita, he left home and took sannyas. So this was very painful to my, my mother. And I was associating with Advaita, and she was afraid that he would do the same thing to me. Hmm? So she thought in her mind, his name is, what is it, how did it go? Ad- everyone calls him a Dwaita, yeah. but I think he's... No, everyone calls him a Dwaita, but I think he's really Dwaita. Right. Everybody calls him a Dwaita, non-dual, non-different, but I call him... I think he's Dwaita because he splits people apart. Hmm? Rather than keeping the family one, he's splitting the family apart. He's a Dwaita. Hmm? Uh, or he's Dwaita. And so... Mahaprabhu, in his, showing his omniscience at the time, said, she thought like this, I consider this an offense to Advaita. So Advaita was in the assembly. He came and he touched the feet of Sachi, wanted to touch the feet of Sachi. How you can think like this, that she could be offensive to me? Hmm? I, 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 she's worshipable to me. And Of course, he, he, she kept out of the way, but Mahaprabhu said, no, you must, she must touch your feet. And this, you can imagine the assembly. So finally she, she managed to grab the feet of Advaita and Mahaprabhu said, now let the praim flow. Of course, she made no offense and Advaita demonstrated that and so forth. But uh, Mahaprabhu was making a very strong point here that, pray, that offenses to the name, offenses to the Vaishnavas, in particular, this is the worst event, offense to vilify the Vaishnavas, to think ill of them and so forth. This is um, the greatest obstacle to pray in. This, will, this, should, this should be avoided. Sachimata ki jai. Anything else? Another question? Yes. What happened with uh, rejected sons of Advaita Acharya? They were rejected. <laughs> <laughs> we know nothing about them. <laughs> they were rejected. Must be some other other sect. Hmm? There was a fair amount of that. Who's better, Advaita or Nityananda, Advaita or Chaitanya, and so forth, yeah. on some people's part. And the answer is they're all better. Hmm? This is the proper understanding. They're all better. We found in also in the previous chapter, the fifth chapter of Adi Lila, an instance in which. The family member, the brother of Krishna's thought, I respect Chaitanya, but this Nityananda, I don't respect him. So this was going on to some extent. People were trying to sort out the gods. These are all the Vishnu Tattva. So in one sense, they, they, they had some justification to think, well, this one's better or that one's better. But they both taught, both Nityananda Prabhu and Nidvaita, the position of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in relation to themselves. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also taught the position of Nityananda Prabhu and the position of Advaita. 
So that's all been sorted out in Chaitanya Charitamrita. What happened to them all? I'm not aware of those histories. So, all right. You'll be cooking a feast there at uh, Mad- Ad- Adarya? Jai. 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 Jai.